Uh, again, here with uh, Jesse Knight, um, sex trafficking outreach director for Where Hope Lives, headquartered at the Phoenix Dream Center here in Phoenix, which is a globally networked um, faith-based organization that uh, intercedes for uh, people who are the victims of sex trafficking and uh, like um, crimes. Um, this is a sociological question forthcoming okay so it just it is what it is this is you know we could, we could go on about it forever um to what degree is apathy and or a lack of awareness of understanding a part of the fundamental problem in stemming the tide of human sex trafficking we just kind of talked about this uh for example i mean but to reiterate the point the fact i mean we say they're everywhere in the neighborhood they're at the office. Are they at the office? Are they are they down at the uh, at the at the at the you know at the grocery store? I mean, are there prostitutes in the mix at Phoenix City Hall or or Sacramento City Hall or just you know wherever or in the Arizona Legislature or in the United States uh, or in Congress um, or in local corporate leadership or in point of sale retail management and level segment? I mean, um, they seem to be sitting and waiting everywhere. You know, there's that element where and it's a broken window theory. If there's advantage to be taken, someone's not paying attention that it gets taken. And that implies that someone's watching with dark intent all the time. And just a little bit of sunlight goes a long way. And that's how, you know, victory is won by good. But, but it, you know, considering the landscape, it, one would deduce that, it, that it, if they're paying attention to my podunk little apartments, or my little town, then they're paying attention to certainly nexuses of institutional power, such as seats of government and uh, privately held corporations and, and public rights of ways or private rights of ways that are frequented by the public, such as corporate and retail points of sale. So like if these secular vectors, Jesse, are effectively stifled, how can demographics and systems of out and out solicitation through brothels, sex clubs and streetwalkers be inter interdicted? Like, can we effectively curb the demand for prostitutes as a community or a society at a, at a secular level? Or does it have to we be... Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupted your answer. Oh, no, no. Go ahead. Well, that was it. At, I mean, at a okay. secular level, what, 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 does, you know, what does the mayor do? You know, or what does Joe Blow, who owns you know, the, the corner shop, what can he do? And they come in, and they no, you know, they, you know, you've got solicitation going on in your store. Right, and, and that's the thing. Like it, the areas, um, and and I'm hoping that the wisdom I'm going to impart right now doesn't create a demand. Uh, but for example, you know, a lot of the girls are posted outside of a convenience store mm. and we go to the convenience stores and they'll be walking among the pumps, soliciting people there, um, for a good time. Are they at the, I know they're in stores and I know that there are some Walmarts in the, the West Valley kind of central Phoenix area where they're at. Uh, so they are. They are among us. Um, sometimes they, they, you know, you might get this crazy story of, hey, I need help. This is actually a true story. There was a young girl who was being trafficked, and she was in a sex club, and she was asking for help, and no one in that club would help her. There were people... Um, in our government agencies in this club. It's in, you know, what people do on their off time, it's up to them. As a community, can we do something about it? Yes. 
Uh, is it always going to be around? Yes, but as a community, you know, if, if a person, like if an addict, a person has this addiction for something beyond, you know, the normal met, uh, matrimonial demand, then, then they might want to seek help. And, and there are several organizations now in Phoenix that can help wives or, you know, people that have issue with pornography, uh, like I said in the past. So we, I feel that we can, but it's up to us. It's, we cause the demand. You know, the community creates the demand. If there was nobody out there that wanted to buy these services, then then they wouldn't be out there. They wouldn't be in Phoenix. Yeah, and there's an important question there regarding how you quantify your community and how you study demographics. Like, you know, is that a... Is, a con, you know, as a consenting adult, uh, you know, uh, blackout intoxicated, you know, are they, do they carry the same electoral gravity? You know what I mean? Or the people who don't have the ethics not to go purchase prostitutes, are, are they really part of, you know, and I think the same thing happens with economics. A, a lot of the answers end up being at least forensically in hindsight, you know, in terms of sorting out the, 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 the mess. Well, this group of people who is willing to sell their sons and daughters or willing to patronize the community, you know, to buy sex from someone else's sons and daughters really shouldn't be considered to be of a feather with me. Uh, is it okay? I got a question for you. Is it okay if you're rich or if you're high dollar, like, you know, like if you were talking about gas stations, if we're talking about, you know, Chris Creek shopping center over there with the, that mall. Um, but what about if, you know, you walk into City Hall and and the the boy looks really, you know, he's wearing a suit and he even may work there. You know what I mean? Or he's a or he's a he's a bellhop and he handles handles hundreds and hundreds of dollars and lots of cocaine every day. Is that okay then for him to buy and be or or she to be bought and sold? Is that okay? Is that different? Or is that still sex trafficking? Back to to what the definition of sex trafficking is. It is a violation of human rights. Right. No one wakes up saying, ah, hey, I want to go and be a prostitute today. Hey, I want to sell myself for to make a little extra money. Nobody wakes up and says this, that they want to do this for the rest of their life. What I was appalled at is I, uh, again, my outreach team, we're getting ready to go and hit escort services. And I was appalled that I went on, um, I shouldn't say appalled, I, I take that back. I was surprised that I went to yellowpages.com mm -hmm. and just put adult entertainment escort, and we have 95 escort services in Phoenix. And, I, again, I'm, I'm just creating the outreach to to be able, but it, 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 in my opinion, if you have money to purchase services, it's and again, it's another awareness of what are you purchasing. It's it's a human being. It goes, you know, I'm, I'm concerned with the Super Bowl because prostitution, once you make all these busts, you're not dealing with a, a, an inanimate object. You're dealing with a human being that has emotions and feelings mm -hmm. and, and has rights. And we, you know, as a, as, as a rescue, we need to take them in and, and find out what their needs are and place them in the proper place. But again, is it is it morally correct to buy another human being? Is isn't that considered slavery? Yeah, Are we I, going back to what we were in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, I, or I think it's important this you know to realize that if you're willing, if you can rationalize, you know, doing 
anything that you can rationalize doing to another human or animal or whatever, sentient being, anything that you can rationalize doing can be put upon you. People don't realize that. That's why people who are doing things that are unsustainable or unhealthy, either to themselves or to others, they end up being stretched into in two directions. Because when you cognitively rationalize and 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 you know make an executive decision to implement into your world, you know, say a transaction for to you know you know, I say to my son, you'll always be my baby. He's getting big, but I still say that. Um, to, to buy somebody's baby to use as a, a uh, um, just a receptacle, essentially, for your misdirected, you know, volitions, then it, you also have undone your own security mes- mechanisms that are there to prevent people from doing that to you. And, and you leave those keys to unlock that box laying around the community. It's essentially ours. I was about to say earlier, like, so you gotta be careful what you do. You know, that's, that's the sages. Everyone who is enlightened throughout the history of the universe kind of figures that part out. And that's an important part about getting oneself extricated from the trappings of life in this mortal coil. As you, as you figure that out, everybody, you know, once you figure that out, then, Oh, wow. Yeah. Then you are able to step back. But usually what's trapping you is your own nonsense. Um, I was going to say, how do we, it's a a hunger for, for what it is. And it goes back to, you know, and, and it is it. And that's just how people can identify it within themselves as well is when, again, coming back to ourselves and asking ourselves the question is, do we really need it so much that, you know, we're purchasing a human being to do, to satisfy some hunger that we have inside ourselves and that we're putting our own body at risk for some type of disease, some type of sexually transmitted disease. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, and I was going to say, how do we differentiate from just your average goofball college kids walking around in flip-flops drinking beer and, and, and the identical human that's sitting there and they're working as a prostitute or they're soliciting for somebody on behalf of somebody as a prostitute. I guess the difference is, is one will solicit you and the other won't, or maybe the other will and just doesn't know that, you know, that whether it involves money or not, I think that's more of a, that's more of some sort of moral or ethical argument that's con- that can be confusing as well. But people need to realize that, you know, what you're sovereign over your own body, but it brings, it brings the next question. So like I've sourced many on this issue over the past year and stated their positions about, you know, how best to respond to the darker elements of society and how to spread light and, and educate and move forward and, um, you know, work positively for a good outcome. Um, you know, issues in the community such as narcotic narcotics trafficking and illegal drug use and, um, and statutorily argue, you know, purportedly st- legal, you know, drugs such as alcohol, cigarettes, and energy drinks, okay? Uh, as well as uh, reinforcement of unhealthy, you know, class, gender, ethnic stereotypes, just general, just kind of old wrongs that are still lingering, uh, that are stereotypes that are through popular culture and the media, because those are effectively advertisement. It is, I have not ever seen a prostitution situation that wasn't superimposed or conflated with or in other 
was some way connected to narcotics abuse. So whenever you see any, whenever I see any sort of marketing vector, whether it's black market or not black market, so to speak, in my opinion, it's all the same, but, but I'm a special case. I can't, I understand what I see. All I see is an advertisement for a prostitute, even if it's not sexual prostitution. I mean, you know, that's an advertisement. If you want, you can rot your brains out. So like, um, which is the same thing as rotting your brains out from your crotch. You can rot it right out the top too. Um, right. And that is subcultures like that, you know, they, and they empower sex traffickers. They give them a right of way to operate anywhere where that, where there is an alcohol ad, then it's, then that sends a message to a sex trafficker or a pimp or a madam that basically you can do, if, if that big sign can say it writ large right here and never even blink, that I can certainly come at some certain witching hour of the day and do my work and, and hide behind that glaring sign if need be. Well, mm-hmm. um, not in my Navy, and I've said that before, but, but I see it everywhere. Um, what in the world? So like, and when people walk around wearing a Budweiser t-shirt, for example, I just said it, right? right? So that, uh, I mean, I, you know, what, how, how do we deal with that? There was a lady with the Arizona Trust who had some good answers when I did the article. Uh, Katie, uh, Resendez, but, but that to me, that's, that's, I really, I have been placed right in front of that and that thing has horns and, and for me, and I have a real problem with it. What would you suggest for me and people like me? <laughs> I, I'm told by the girls, um, that get into it, that get into the lifestyle. It is just that it's a lifestyle. It's, you know, it's, with every type of drug and alcohol, it's meant to be done responsibly. And, you know, being young or having been in some type of traumatic situation, whatever the case may be that leads an individual to take drug use or alcohol abuse to, you know, to the extreme, Obviously, there's a problem. It's not healthy. That is one thing that I, I ask the girls when they call in and they're asking for help. And like I said, some some of the stories that they tell me, even though they're, they're not prostitutes, I mean, you're, you you get your alcohol blackouts and they wake up in places and they don't even know how they even got there or whatever the case may be. And it, it was you know it was supposed to be fun and it ended up not being fun. It has to do with being healthy. I know you are the poster child for health <laughs> and being healthy and making healthy choices. And any type of chemical abuse or any type of, again, alcohol abuse or lifestyle, it's just unhealthy. And we got to ask ourselves the question, do we want to be healthy? Not just for ourselves. I mean, I teach a class to the women on presenting a healthy us, a healthy me, to the ones that I love, whether it's your children, your spouse, your parents, your brothers, your sisters, your friends, whoever, your coworkers, it doesn't matter. It's, it's making healthy choices. And taking any type of chemical substance to the extreme is, is, is unhealthy. You know, I still have a problem with its advertisement. I think that's, that is a bold-faced violation. I, have a, I mean, I can, it's fine for COINTEL, I guess. Um, but if you have to rely on that, as your strongest suit and for COINTEL that that reflects an historical failure and a desperation on the part of law enforcement to allow that. Um, 
that to stay in place. It, 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 it is a big sign that says we can't handle the crime here. Right. In what ways and might it, the... It, go ahead. I was going to say, and, you know, and I, I have a background in marketing, and one of the As do things I. that I have an issue with, um, with the marketing, the things, that the, the, the items that people choose, um, corporations choose is they use spec. It, 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 there's no, I don't want to say there's no moral um, backbone, but it's a level of, you know, you put these ads out here, and I'm like, do you understand the results of the catalyst that you're, you're doing in your ad when you're selling sex? It's commercial sexual exploitation. Do you understand... You know, we have these commercials about what cigarettes do, and we have a commercials on what meth does. Why don't we have commercials on what bad, you know, marketing, advertising, commercial sexual exploitation in these um, beer commercials or the beer ads does? It's the result of that. Mm. It's at, you know, 1.45 in the evening being near a bar, and the pimps bring all their girls and drop them off because everybody's drunk and wants to go home and have their fix and leave for the night. Mm. So it, it, you know, it, you're right. It, it's it's frustrating on my part in that I don't think there is an awareness on what the ads do. You know, guys can say, "Oh, it's just fun. It's harmless." It's really not. It's creating a demand. Well, and if you're going to solicit, I mean, humans have sex together. I don't know if you knew that, <laughs> but it happens. <laughs> that happens. And, uh, and so here's maybe, <laughs> yeah, well, I have with the one and I came from somewhere too. Um, exactly, me too. I came from, I, I was found under a rock in the desert. That's what my sister tells me <laughs> when I was a baby, but like, so like when, when you solicit in like, so, 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 so humans have, there's a sec there. So there are, there is mating that occurs and there are mating rituals and the mating rituals are there to protect from what humanity has learned can be, you know, dangerous egresses, you know, because you don't want to send anybody accidentally to, uh, to hell on the train that's supposed to be the train to heaven. So, like, there's a big billboard right out here at 16th Avenue and uh, Glendale Avenue, 16th Street and Glendale Avenue that says, Wanted, One Night Stand. And it's got a little picture. It's for my sister's closet. It's got a little picture of a bedside table there. Now that's tongue in cheek and that's cute. And they might be targeting me, <laughs> but uh, I'm just joking. But in a way that, but I mean, it's, it's unavoidable. And then some of them, like some of them are just like for the, um, for the sex clubs, obviously there's a, a, a scantily clad woman there, but you know, you shouldn't be, you know, you should be able to solicit your lover, right? Or your mate, that's not, that's not an ethical or moral violation. And any, so, and that, that occurs from, you know, any, any and everything that needs to be in terms of marketing marketed and picked up on can be transmitted by face-to-face -face communication. Um, and there's no argument that says we have to do it this way. So, so, you know, we know it's we're gonna do it with a with a 
you know, we're going to run an airplane over town that said, you know, because there's certain language that gets used. That's not for everybody. <laughs> it's not for the children. Um, you know, and it's not, you know, you know, so that's a, that's a cattle call. And that's not how it works. And that's automatically, you know, is not the real egress you're taking. People don't know that children who are not properly educated or young people or anybody about, you know, sex education, basically. And, 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 you know, they think that's the way that it is. They think that's how it's supposed to be. So, you know, it's, and it, and I'm the same way with, with liquor ads. I mean, liquor's liquor ads, for example, in my opinion, in the public rights way are the say, you know, they, they make it a liquor ad because it's a way of confessing that, yes, this is, a, this is essentially a prostitution ad. Okay. If it's just a, if it's just a, a strip club ad with no liquor on it, then it's a prostitution ad. And they're either saying this isn't a prostitution ad. There's no such thing as prostitution or this is a prostitution ad and we don't care. And then a liquor ad is a prostitution ad that says, we know this is a prostitution ad and we're just, we're so bad we don't care. Um, anyway, I, I have a problem with it um, and will continue to have a problem with it in my community. Um, so in closing, Jesse, um, and I do go on, in what ways might the, the community otherwise organize, organize itself? Who can people call? What websites can they go to, um, you know, to involve themselves in being more vigilant about such things as sex trafficking and, and, and in narcotics, but for, uh, and what resources available for parents, victims at large community members. I know there were some, some good resources that I got in, in the, the article from, from last year or this spring, um, for education, who can they contact? Where would you, where would you send people who are interested or who wanted to localize? Uh, I, well, locally trust AZ, dot uh, org is an amazing, amazing website for resources on how to get involved locally. They have all the service providers and partners. There trust Trust stands there. for? Uh, I forget. Okay, I'll look it up while you're talking. Training Resource United. Uh, I, I'm so sorry. Training and Resources United to Stop Trafficking. Trustaz.org. Yeah. Yep. And... They have, you were saying I interrupted you, dear. They have, no, that's okay. They have all the trafficking partner, um, service providers, uh, anyone that's pretty much involved in trafficking is there. You can go to the Phoenix Mayor's meeting. Those are open to the public. Um, you just need to go to the city hall website and look at the calendar and find out when the uh, city of Phoenix trafficking task force meetings are. Mm-hmm. Those are really good, um, you know, just, and what, as far as, you know, our government locally, uh, what they're doing, you can go to the Phoenix Dream Center website, um, and then the Where Hope Lives uh, link. There are some events coming up in October. You have the, the breakfast uh, benefits, the, you know, the, the victims that we rescue from the streets or from when they come out of prison, whatever the case may be. So you have the on-site traffic recovering program. Uh, you also have the Rat Race, R-A-T-R-A-C-E-A-Z.org. Uh, that's an event coming up on October 25th where you can run with the Phoenix Dream Center and our seven mm. teams, <laughs> um, our traffic resolution team, as well as all the other service providers. I think there's 29 um, service providers running in the race, one of them being law enforcement. Um, there, there's, 
there is information out there at a national level. You have skywaysrailroad.org, which is the one that we're doing, the Underground Railroad, what we're doing for the 2015 Super Bowl as well as future Super Bowls, um, trying to, when we rescue the girls, instead of dropping them off at the at a shelter, uh, actually getting them into a program if they so desire and working with all the programs nationally to make sure that that happens for them. You have your A21 campaign, Shared Hope. There's a lot of information on just um, on uh, awareness on what to look for, how to identify trafficking. I know the, the local one, Trust AZ website, has local training. There's a lot of training going on because of the Super Bowl. And I, I've been recommending everyone um, that knows who I am and what I do to get involved with the, the schedule, the calendar that they have on their website so that you can protect your family. Uh, my biggest thing is, you know, see, I grew up, I'm uh, a Phoenix native. I was born and raised in Phoenix, and this is my city. And I know that, that the traffickers are coming for the Super Bowl, and I'm going to let them know, hey, I know you're coming. I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that you know that I know that you're coming and to protect my people, yeah. to protect, you know, empower families, empower parents to protect their children. Because statistically what happens during the Super Bowl is that the traffickers um, take from the, the general population. So we are going to start seeing an increase in people disappearing, whether they're children or adults, you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of, a lot of resources to get involved and find out how to get involved. Uh, again, I recommend um, if you're wanting to contact me, you just go to the Phoenix Dream Center, phxdreamcenter.org, uh, under the Where Hope Lives. I am the TRP outreach email, so you can contact me and reach me that way, or you can contact our hotline, which is 602-516-0033. My amazing assistant, Constance Davis, uh, answers the phone, and then I watch it on the weekend, and uh, again, that's for, for you know, getting involved in the outreaches. Um, Phoenix Dream Center has their open house um, to come and see the rooms and, and talk to some of the girls uh, on the third Saturday of each month between 10, it starts at 10 o'clock until about 1130. So lots of information. Yes. So it's, it's actionable information, too. So... Uh, we urge the, uh, the the listener to act um, and help. And the extremely worthwhile, friendly and lovely Jesse Knight, uh, outreach director um, of sex trafficking at uh, uh, Where Hope Lives at the Phoenix Dream Center here in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, thank you, ma'am, for being on the show. Appreciate it very much. And we'll talk soon. Awesome, Chris. I love you. Yes, ma'am. A few calendar items here, or several. On Tuesday, September 30, at 6.30 p.m. at Burke Basic Charter School, 131 East Southern Avenue in Mesa, the American Academy for Constitutional Education, or AAFCE, presents in conjunction with the East Valley Tea Party and Freedom Fires Live, Time for a Libertarian Governor. Barry Hess makes his case. Uh, we had Barry on um, a few weeks ago on Odelay show. 
Arizona Libertarian gubernatorial candidate Hess will be addressing the crowd to discuss some new ideas regarding criminal justice, taxes, and health care. Kids 17 and under get in free. Everyone else, according to the announcement that I saw, is required to pay uh, two United States of American dollars to get in. On Wednesday, October 1st at 7 p.m., at Grace Lutheran Church, 1124 North 3rd Street in Phoenix, the Hugh Downs School of Communications at Arizona State University's downtown campus presents a program about civil dialogue, private for-profit prisons. Organizers will be asking for five participants to take five different positions on the question of for-profit prisons. Strongly support, support, neutral slash undecided, oppose, and strongly oppose. And there will be no prearrangement of presentations by the organizers. Rather, people from the audience will simply be asked to come forward. Each speaker gets on, uh, gets one minute, uh, and the five participants get ten minutes to discuss among themselves the issue. And the audience has ten minutes to ask questions. Then each participant has one minute to give a closing statement. The goal is to be passionate but not hostile, according to the event announcement. On Friday, October 3rd at 7 o'clock in the evening, downtown, uh, on Roosevelt Row in Phoenix, uh, the Phoenix Animal Liberation Squad will be active for the first Friday's Art Walk to educate people about the Phoenix area slaughterhouse in Tolleson. October 2nd is known globally as World Day for Farmed Animals in honor of, of the Mahatma Gandhi, uh, who was an ethical vegetarian because... Uh, he believed in nonviolence, according to the organization. Participants will meet at a side of heart restaurant at 7 p.m., uh, which is down there in the corner of Roosevelt in either 3rd or 5th Street, where the demonstration will begin. Also, there is a cow and a pig costume available if anyone wants to volunteer to wear them for the demonstration. On September, uh, on Saturday, October 4, at 9.30 in the morning, the Unitarian Universalist Church of Surprise, uh, 17540 Avenue of the Arts, presents Justice, Work, and Faith. Join with Unitarian Universalists from congregations throughout Arizona working for justice. Sign-in begins at 9 in the morning. Service and workshop is at 9.30 Lunch is at 4.30, which will cost you 10 United States of America dollars or bring your own. Uh, for more information, go to the UU Surprise website. Afternoon issues and actions panelists include Susan Frederick Gray on immigration, Richard Gilman on education in Arizona, Deborah Peavy on marriage equality, Ann Schneider on economic disparity, and Diane Post on prison action. On Monday, October 6 at 1 p.m., at ASU Tempe Campus's West Hall, room 135, Dr. Josh Lerner presents Real Money, Real Power, The Transformative Potential of Participatory Budgeting. Uh, participatory budgeting will dis, uh, is something that he's an expert in. It originated, uh, according to the announcement, in Brazil, all right, and it is, is uh, effectively uh, uh, applied as a system in various major United States cities in the United States. Um, Dr. Lerner will describe the current landscape of participatory budgeting in the United States um, and uh, his findings therewith on Tuesday, October 7th from 7 to 10 p.m. at the Thirsty Lion Pub and Grill at Tempe Marketplace, 2000 East Rio Salado Parkway Suite 
1041 will be the Tempe Liberty on Tap monthly social. It's Liberty Trivia, Liberty Trivia Night this month. Uh, Liberty on Tap occurs on the first Tuesday of each month, uh, currently at the Thirsty Lion, and the meetings are on the west side of the restaurant. Look for the Liberty on Tap sign in the meeting room on the west side of the restaurant. On Saturday, October 11th, finally here, at noon, uh, at the First Congregational United Church of Christ Phoenix, 1407 North 2nd Street, the regular bi-weekly meeting of the Campaign to Legalize Urban Camping, or CLUCK, C-L-U-K, it's Camping with a K, will meet. The agenda includes the organization's Vox Phoenicia project, um, to learn more or place an advertisement in Vox Phoenicia, contact Vox, it's V-O-X, at phoenixcluck.org. So that's it for uh, September uh, 29th show, uh, edition of the Odelay Show. Uh, again, thank you listeners for streaming or downloading this uh, edition of the program, which you can find on Facebook at facebook.com slash show or in the podcast department at iTunes under Odelay with C.G. Brazewell or through the a really simple syndication syndicated feed at the Brazewell Communications website, www.fusepowder.com or at fusepowder.com slash WordPress, which is where the audio archives are most accessible. The phone number for the show is 480-409-1263. Follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Brazewell underscore Chris. Also, again, look for my next book titled... Uh, Embedded Alive, uh, First-Person Journalism in the United States of America, 2013-2014, which is due out um, in a matter of weeks. Uh, I've been saying November through the publishing department of Brazewell Communications. And also remember the general elections uh, statewide, uh, also federal elections uh, on this ballot are November 4, which is in, you know, a little better than a month. So um, even if you write in a vote of no confidence, uh, do so so you have, uh, you know, gained purchase, so to speak, to legitimately complain, um, uh, you know, quicken your uh, electoral relevancy. Uh, by involving otherwise you will be governed you know ineptly at best it's who watches the watchman the answer is you or no one so do it Odalay show september 29th good day all